Hey, you party people. You know why you're here. You know why you're here. The Leakies! The Leakies are here! We are so excited to bring this to you. Without further ado, let's get into the show! Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yeehaw! Not gonna brag, I think that was the best one ever. Might have been the best one ever. For sure. Let's go. On point. Synced it up. Hey, all you party people. It's been a while. Good to see all of you here. Feels good to be back behind the mic and staring into my co-host's wonderful blue eyes. You got some gorgeous ones there, Aaron. I feel like our setup, though, is uh, conducive to us being able to see each other better. I know. I know. Maybe I'll finally remind myself and actually take that picture I've been talking about for a long time where like my view of you while we pod is literally just like your face. You should do that. It'd be good for the brand. <laughs> Probably. Welcome in to a special show of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Perhaps the most specialist of shows. Might be my favorite. I don't know. We'll see. Of course, I'm talking about the 2021 Leagueies are here, baby. The Leagueies are here. I'm dressed up in my bow tie. My co-host Aaron's dressed up in his bow tie. I will say, Aaron, I think you are outdressing me, though. I think I am. I've got, got a like Hawaiian a shirt on. Hawaiian shirt with the red bow tie. I'm classic white black. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> funny stuff. It's funny because I'm actually mixed. Anyway, go from there. But yes, we are honored to host you later in this episode for the annual show. I know you guys are all excited for that. But before we get into that, we have a little bit of an agenda, a little bit of houseworking, housekeeping stuff to do. So, of course, this is the first show of 2000. In 21. I mean, what a year it's been. We already got a new president, so that's interesting. Yeah, happy inauguration day. That's right. It's a new chapter. That's right. It is January 20th, 2021, and we're going to get into a lot of good stuff today. First, we are going to just do some quick news hits. You know, it's been, what, three weeks since the league ended, I think? Something like like that, yeah. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of stuff's happened in that time, so we're going to get into those. And then, of course, we have the Leagueies, the 2021 Leagueies. You all are waiting for those. It's going to be freaking lit. I'm pumped. It's going to be lit. And that's all we got, because we know you guys want to get to the Leagueies, so we're going to try to get there as fast as we can. But before we even get into the news quick hits, Aaron, it's a special occasion which calls for a special drink of the week. And I'm going to actually put you on the spot right here. I will be very impressed if you know what is in your glass because I roofied it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I have red wine. What kind of wine? I don't know the name of it. You barbaric, uncultured swine. I didn't even. It's the red stuff. It's the juice. I do know what glass I have, though. This okay. is from Windsor Wald Winery. Shout out Shane and Isabel Mosby. Is that theirs? Correct. Oh, wow. Shane and Isabel movies, friend movies. <laughs> Their last name is movies. Movies. The Mosby's friends of the pod. Great stuff. They just had a. They just had a kid. <laughs> Bo <laughs> Thomas, which is crazy. Hope they're doing well. If they're listening to the pod, probably not. But if you are, love you guys. Um, I am also drinking out of a Windsorwald winery glass, and I have a wine straight out of um, 
Orange County, Indiana. It is called Patoka Lake Winery, owned by a legislator here in Indiana. I'm not going to get him in trouble if I, like, out his name, right? Like, no. Steve Bartels, really good guy, great legislator, great to work with. Love you, man. I'm a grimy, slimy lobbyist, so I get paid to say that. But <laughs> So we make the big bucks. That's, no, no. But he does have his own winery, and I am drinking a wine called a PBRX, which is absolutely delicious. Chicks love it. It's great. Um, he just means PBR. All right, Aaron, without further ado, let's get into the juiciness and the meat of the show. Let's do some quick news hits. Nice! All right, Aaron. This league season has been over for just over three weeks now. We've all had time to digest, cry a little bit maybe, and look towards the future, right? But one of my favorite things about Dynasty, and I've said this before, is that we're not done. The true Dynasty season, what makes a Dynasty League different than anything else out there, is just beginning. What's great about an offseason is each little news story that breaks can impact someone's roster, and that is so much fun. It keeps you engaged throughout the whole year. So we're going to look at a few stories that have broken over the past few weeks and see who it impacts and see how it impacts them. So anything to say before we start? Let's roll right into it. God, I love Dynasty. I love Dynasty. All right, first one. We're going to hit these real quick because me and Aaron don't want to spill all of our knowledge out into our microphones because then what's the point of playing Dynasty? So we'll just do um, real you know, quick takes of how you feel about these. Deshaun Watson, currently unrest in Houston. He's going to get traded maybe you know he hasn't come out and said oh, trade me but uh, that might be coming soon who knows but um obviously that has a lot of impact you know the receivers the future running back and potentially wherever Deshaun Watson goes what are some of the things you're taking away from this current situation dynasty related yeah so I think taking a look at Deshaun and some of the potential landing spots that have been thrown out for him he's going to go to a QB needy team so the Washington football team is one of those that has been rumored that he could go to the Miami Dolphins, even though recently they came out and said they're pretty committed to Tua. But he immediately elevates the receivers around him, and I think just the whole offense will benefit from having a guy who, courtesy of Colin Coward, told us that uh, in their 12 losses this year, he had a QBR of 108. That is insane. (laughs) <laughs> which was so a crazy sad. statistic. So you're he's really balling talented. in losses and you're still losing. That sucks. Yeah, you got to think if he, he leaves Houston, no matter who they get to replace him, it's probably going to be a downgrade. So you look at Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, whatever future running back might be there, you got to think they all probably take down if Deshaun leaves there. So, um, you know, Steven has Deshaun. I'm sure he'll be looking closely, but anybody that has Will Fuller, I think that's Anthony, um, will probably be looking at that and monitoring that situation very closely. So everybody will be watching Deshaun Watson. The next quarterback we will talk about is somebody who most likely 95% sure played his last game in the NFL. Drew Brees goes out at the hands of another old man, Tom Brady, in the divisional round of the playoffs. Drew Brees' retirement, I have right in my notes, Camara, Camara, Camara. What happens to him? If you get a guy out there, maybe is it Jameis season, are they going to ride Taysom Hill? That would be hard to believe. But if it's Jameis' season, he's not a, he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field. And you got to think that doesn't bode well for Kamara. Yeah, the QB situation is something that we're definitely going to have to monitor. Because if they go with Taysom Hill, it's going to be, I think, more of a ground-and-pound type game. They're going to use him in short yardage situations. Uh, he's going to probably take away a lot of those goal line touches. But if they go with Jameis Winston, it'd probably be an aerial attack. Uh 
you know, when you have Jameis Winston, he likes to sling it, and he's got a pretty solid arm. So who knows what direction they go. They're too good to have gotten a top draft pick, so if they wanted to even get one of the young bucks in the in the draft, they're going to have to trade up to get him. Um, but outside of that, yeah, it's just Kamara is a huge question mark for me. That's the biggest one. you got to think Michael Thomas is probably going to be pretty good no matter who's throwing him the ball, but Kamara is – gotta watch that one so on to the next quarterback that broke today uh, Colt, so, go Colts. Sad. Uh, so sad Colt go Colts Philip Rivers Uncle Phil announced his retirement today which sucks I was upstairs getting ready for work and when the news broke I was like walking toward to my room from the shower and I just stopped in front of Aaron's room and I was like Aaron I think he was on a work call <laughs> like I don't care I'm sad it's like everybody kind of wanted to move on from Phillip Rivers, but like the fact that it's actually happening, it's like, oh, that kind of sucks, you know? But uh, from from a dynasty perspective, honestly, where do we go from here? <laughs> Just as a Colts fan, like Stafford's out there, Darnold's out there, Wentz is apparently out there. He has a love-love relationship with Reich. Do we trade up and draft somebody? Is it Jacoby Brisket season? Are we relying on Jacob Eason? I, there's so many options, I don't freaking know. The last couple of years, the Colts roster has been set up for success besides one position, and it's the most important position, the quarterback position. If only we had like a quarterback in like his low to mid-30s, like entering his prime, maybe like a generational talent or something like that. Yeah, maybe a a guy that his last name rhymes with suck. Yeah. That guy. But he didn't suck, though. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. But uh, if you look at the weapons, Jonathan Taylor, this might honestly might be a plus for him. <laughs> like, just like, okay, well, we might have a bum at quarterback, so let's just give, keep feeding him. My boy Michael Pittman, uh, you got to maybe think that since Phillip Rivers wasn't a big fan of throwing down the field, Michael Pittman's a one-on-one, I'm taller than you, I'm stronger than you, I'm just going to catch the ball. Also with fantastic run-after-the-catch ability. God, he's awesome. But um, I, I don't think whoever they do bring in, assuming it's not some bum rookie, like, they should be fine. It should be okay. Reich is good at you know designing around his quarterbacks, I think. They also have got another guy by the name of Parrish Campbell who's coming off of injury. Again. Again. <laughs> but he's electric when he's healthy. Uh, so I agree. I agree. One last one. Colt, go Colts. Uh, thank you for your service, Philip. Thank you for your service. You almost beat the Bills. That was electric. And then we'll hit two of the more, I guess, uh, marquee head coach head coaching moves. So we had Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. As somebody who has a stake in the Jacksonville offense, Aaron, you own Mr. DJ Chark. How do you feel about this move? You know, I'm pretty undecided on it. I think Urban Meyer has had success wherever he goes, but we look no further than Nick Saban back when he tried to make the jump from being in the, you know, the you know, a top college coach uh, in the NCAA and then goes to the Dolphins and it's pretty average. Bump. So sometimes it just doesn't translate. And I'm not saying Urban can't be successful, especially with Trevor Lawrence on the horizon. I think that definitely helps his cause. And the Jaguars roster isn't necessarily um, helpless. They do have some bright spots. they got some cute little toys there. And a lot of cap space. I think yep. it's a top three cap space in the league. So... They're going to make some noise in free agency. I think they've found some pieces on offense that Trevor Lawrence can work with. I, I'm optimistic at this point. 
as an Ohio State fan, one one of the things that I really admired about Urban Meyer was he's a one running back guy. Like he just latched onto a running back and rode him, no homo. So if the Jags hold on to James Robinson and don't draft another running back, sign another running back, it might be James Robinson's season for another year or two. Especially if Urban Meyer's you know strategy in college translates to the NFL. So you gotta wonder though, does draft capital play a part at all? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. It might be like an Aaron Jones spot. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, that's that's one thing to look out for. And then the last one I kind of put in here, I guess is more of, of a shocker. Um, Doug Peterson gone from the Philadelphia Eagles. I think whenever people hear about that, they are immediately going to look at the quarterback controversy that was going on there. Was Peterson just done with Wentz and went with Jalen Hurts? Or was there something more in the background? Was Wentz, Wentz came out and said he's done in Philadelphia, then they fired Peterson, and he's been silent since. What's going on there? What is the quarterback situation there? What, what are you, are you, Do you have like a pulse, maybe, of kind of what's going on there? You know, I. it's really hard to say. I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, is committed to making Carson Wentz work. And can you blame him? I mean, he put so much money into Carson Wentz, Things looked so promising a few years ago. But now the Eagles are a different team. They just have a ton of veterans who are washed up. Not a lot of cap space. Not a lot of draft picks. And you just fired a coach that won a Super Bowl for you. So it's a tough situation for any new coach to come into. I think the system will be a huge factor in the success that we see. And I just don't see them moving on from Carson Wentz. I I think there's too much guaranteed money at play. They're just going to try to make it work. Jalen Hurts will either rot on the bench or get a job somewhere. you got to think. Yeah. Um, he showed that he could win football games. Mm-hmm. So that's really all that matters in this league. Um, or not in this league, this league, but in the NFL. <laughs> so before we get to the main entree, anything else you want to add, Aaron? No. Another just shout-out to a cold retired Anthony Costanzo, our left tackle. Oh. Uh, cold, that, go cold. That's actually huge. Now we gotta find a tackle in the draft. Uh, gosh. Oh, well, at least I mean we have a pretty good O line either way, so that's good. But yes, rest in peace, Anthony Costanzo. You didn't die, but you died from the hearts of Colts fans, and that is sad. Aaron, enough with the talk. Enough with the small talk. Let's get to what everybody wants to hear. Oh, it you, is time. You mean the leagueies, the first annual leagueies. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. No, no, no. You're the man, Barack Obama. You're the man. Sit down. Sit down, man. Stop it. Stop it right now. You guys are far too kind. My God. My God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all so much for joining us for the first annual The Legays, of course. It's an honor to be your host as we celebrate those who achieved great things this season and maybe not so great things they are also going to get recognized don't you worry now the winners of the leagues were determined by a highly qualified group of 11 mm, 11 oh individuals that critically analyzed 
each element of each nominee of each award, ladies and gentlemen. These people did not scruff their lines at all. No bottling here. Now, get you a glass of your favorite champagne, break out your terrible accents, and put on your bow tie, or of course the little black dress for the ladies, and enjoy the show. Hmm, let's get on with it, yes. Who's that guy? I think it was Borat. Borat. <laughs> <laughs> great success. Oh, yes, great success. What a great speech. What a great opening speech for the first annual leagueies. Welcome in. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Everybody in the league voted, as I said, or as Borat said, um, each one had 11 votes. 11. That's That's interesting. Us 10, I would assume, and then... One more. I don't want, maybe one of you guys cheated. Maybe one. Maybe we have a listener. I don't know. All I can see are IP addresses. <laughs> Unlike the power rankings where Aaron knows the results, I'm flipping it on in this time. I know the results. I will be opening the envelopes, and Aaron will be giving you his live reaction. We have 10 awards to give out. We have draft pick of the year, worst player of the year, comeback player of the year, waiver wire move, trade of the year, Game of the Year, the Peacekeeper Award, the Art of the Deal Award, we'll get into the mo- those more later, the Podcast Guest of the Year, and of course, the Podcast Moment of the Year. Aaron, I don't want to wait any longer. Shall we jump in? We shall. All right. Well, your first award, ladies and gentlemen, Borat is back. Oh, your first oh, award, no. Oh, no. ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start where it all began, ladies and gentlemen. Back at the draft, we were all cozied up in a cabin in Tennessee with the mountains in a hot tub and cigars. It was great. But one man walked out of there, not knowing that he won the draft pick of the year leaguey. Ladies and gentlemen, your nominees for draft pick of the year leaguey. In the fourth pick of the 16th round, let Russ Cook selected Robbie Anderson. With the 10th pick in the 16th round, Big Ben Revenge Tour selected Chase Claypool. With the 5th pick in the 15th round, Team Don Perignon selected Aaron Rodgers. With the 8th pick in the 15th round, Burroughs Best selected Antonio Gibson. With the ninth pick in the ninth round, Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony selected Justin Jefferson. And with the 4th pick in the 5th round, Mount Passmore got a value, selecting Stephon Diggs in the 5th round, Aaron what is your prediction? My prediction is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson being taken 9-9. Nine, 9-9. Nine. Nine, nine. That is your pick. Are you locking it in? I am locking that in. He led the league in rookie receiving yards. He was an absolute steal in the draft. He became an every week starter. All right. All right. There you have it. You had his prediction. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner for draft pick of the year with 45% of the vote... Team Uninspired Youth and Justin Jefferson. Give it up. Give it up for the man. Goodness. Receiving 45% of the votes. Second place was a tie between Mount Passmore and Stephon Diggs. And Aaron Rodgers and Team Don Perignon both receiving 18% of the vote. Aaron, you got it right, man. Justin Jefferson, what a freaking pick. Think about a startup draft today. Justin Jefferson would go, uh, compared to everybody, late first, early second. Yeah. Wide receiver one? Yeah, top three rounds. He's like 12 years old still. It's like, geez, in the ninth round. 
and I passed on it. Hey, I took Hollywood Brown over him, so that's, you know. I just remember in the draft, you were like, man, you could have Justin Jefferson there. You should have listened to me, because I, I had a great draft. I think I had so. redraft in my mind. <laughs> Congrats to Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Your leaguey is on the way. And now, perhaps an award that you don't necessarily want to win. We are going to go straight into the Worst Player of the Year Award. Your nominees, or before we even get into the nominees, I'm glad I kind of left this open-ended. Because the the easy pick would be the Red Rocket, right? Like he was kind of the worst team all year. But then you also had the storylines, you know, Team Fairlife came in, super high expectations. Super arrogant. Didn't make super cocky. Shut the f- <laughs> okay. He didn't have a great year. Team Don Perignon never really got off. He just kinda had a mad year. Big Ben Revenge Tour, we know the meltdown he had. So, um, those were your nominees. You had Red Rocket and Clayton finished with the worst record in the league. Big Ben Revenge Tour, I think he ended the year losing 7 of 8, finishing last in the league. Team Fairlife, um, if you listen to the man's mouth, you would think they're the best team in the world. Didn't even make the playoffs. And Team Don Perignon, who also did not make the playoffs. Aaron, your prediction. I'm going with Hayden. It was a pretty historic slide. Big Ben Revenge Tour. Pretty big slide from being at the top of the league to the bottom. You locking it in? Locking it in. All right, he's locking it in. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, I guess you could call it, for worst player of the year goes to the Big Ben Revenge Tour and Hayden Westfall. Give it up for him, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that meltdown was historic, man. What was he like? Through week seven, he did not leave the top three in the power rankings, right? And then Miles Gaskin goes down, and his team follows, losing seven of eight, finishing last place in the league. Um, I don't think we've decided a punishment yet. That's probably coming. <laughs> there will be one. Oh, yes. It'll be beautiful. But, yes, Hayden, your leaguey for the worst player of the year is in the mail, and it's on the way. Congrats, I guess, to you, sir. The next reward we have, we have the comeback player of the year again left this one open-ended comeback can mean anything to you they had a bad start and they finished strong maybe they came from a lot of adversity i don't know whatever you feel like your definition of comeback player is we had three nominees of course we had team let russ cook and aaron hunt my co-host what'd you start like one and four one and four one and four and then you go in as the third fourth seed in the playoffs yeah finish seven and six mm Damn, your team was sexy. And then we had Team Burroughs, Best, and Tim. A lot like Aaron. Started off bad. I feel like throughout the whole first half of the season, he was probably in last place in his division. He rebounds. He makes a late push. Has a heartbreaking end, but we'll get to that later. And then, of course, we had Team Uninspired Youth. I feel like he was good, like, all year. But he just got ran ran into unlucky situations. But he recovers and goes all the way to the championship game. Aaron, your prediction. I think the people will take Anthony just because of the clout of getting to the championship game. The clout? The clout gets in there? And Kyle Stretch could have been a nominee too, now to think about it. Because he started the year the lowest of the power rankings. True. That is true. That's a hell of a comeback. So, But he wasn't nominated. The folks did not nominate him. I don't know who they are, but they Aww. suck. You so, suck, Stretch. Locking in Team Uninspired Youth. I am locking him in. All right. Aaron thinks it's Team Uninspired Youth. The leaky for Comeback Player of the Year goes to Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony. 
winning 45% of the vote, getting five of the 11 votes. And second place, one vote behind, let Russ cook with four votes, and Tim rounding out the gang with two votes. That was a pretty close one, actually. Decided by one vote. Um, I think you're right. The championship clout kind of gets him there. I think I voted for you just because of the adversity you faced in the beginning. I feel like Anthony was already always putting up 180, but he would always run into people putting up 185. So, yeah. Um, but I totally get where they're coming from. Anthony, your leaky is in the mail for comeback player of the year. And now let's get to more um, fantasy-relevant, like the actual fantasy game-relevant awards, I guess you could say. So we have the Leaguey for Waiver Wire Move of the Year. Which Waiver Wire, looking back now, do you look at and you're like, dang, how'd that happen? What the heck? Like, longevity circumstance, like, you got to steal. You got to steal. So your nominees were in the preseason, Mount Passmore and Steven. Adds James Robinson for how much fab? Five, right? Five dollar fab. Man. And you finish with the RB4. That's insane. Week two, Big Ben Revenge Tour adds Miles Gaskin for how much fab? Seven. Seven dollar fab. Are you guessing these or are you remembering? I'm just remembering. Nice. We'll see how well you do. All right. Week three, Let Russ Cook adds Mike Davis, which ended up turning into a first round pick. For how much money? 37 fab. You can't be disappointed in that. I know, I'm not. But it's fab just a, it's a, a lot of fab. overall pick. Ooh. It's a lot of fab. It's Whatever. A lot of fab. You can't be disappointed in that. Uh, week three, Mount Passmore again pops up, this time adding Justin Herbert for how much fab? Was it zero fab? $3 Three dollars. Three fab. fab. Okay, that I was my saying yes. You add maybe the most you know high caliber rookie quarterback that came out. Goodness gracious. Justin Herbert, $3 to Mount Passmore because that's only appropriate. <laughs> Week 5, Big Ben Revenge Tour drops Logan Thomas, who ends up being a top 5 tight end, to pick up... Hey, I'm Drew Sample. <laughs> hey, I'm... Nice to meet you. I'm Drew Sample. For $0 fab. Yikes. That's more in there as like a yikes candidate. Like, ugh, not the best move. And then, of course, to week nine, let Russ Cook pops up again, adding Logan Thomas for $0 flab. Nice little top five tight end, maybe even going forward full free. So, Aaron, your prediction. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It is. I'm trying to get in the mind Are you between of two? other people. I am. Which ones? I am Stevens, both of them. Oh, man. What I think that? I'm going to roll with James Robinson just because of the scarcity of running backs and just how that impacted Stevens' team. James Robinson for five fab in the preseason. Are you locking it in? Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The waiver wire move of the year. Leaky. It is going to Mount Passmore. And Steven, but it is for a quarterback, Justin Herbert, for $3 of fab in week three. What a move that was. Looking back. I think that's the one I voted for, too. Just you have a top 10 quarterback for 10, 15 years, assuming the Chargers don't kill his career like they did Phillip Rivers. But <laughs> what a move for, for $3, and you got him. So For the foreseeable future, anyway, yeah, he's going to be his QB1, and that offense is looking pretty nice. Heck of one, heck of one. Now we're going to go to one of my personal favorites. This one I feel like was like really hard because all of them ended up having like very – 
big consequences, I feel like, going forward. But the next leaguey we're going to give out is the trade of the year leaguey, your nominees, in the preseason. Burroughs, Best, and Tim received a 2021 first-round pick, while Team Don Perignon received Tony Pollard, granted handcuffed to his running back, which actually might look not as bad right now, and a 2022 third-round pick. In Week 1, Team Fairlife received Cooper Cup and a 2021 third-round pick from the Red Rocket, and he sent over to the Red Rocket Naeem Hines. Tried to capitalize on the Naeem Hines' big Week 1. I think they probably played out pretty well. Week 5, Burroughs Best received Chase Edmonds and Miles Sanders, while the Red Rocket received Julio Jones, David Johnson, and a 2021 second-round pick. That had a lot of moving parts. A lot of like significant folks moving in that one. That was that was a good one. Um, in week five, we had let Russ Cook receiving a 2021 first round pick and the Baltimore defense, and he gave the Red Rocket his. Di- I'm just kidding. No, he gave him <laughs> Mike Davis, which I mean, we all know how I feel about that one. My God, Clayton, jeez. That might be the best value. I don't know. But then in week eight, we had Team Don Perignon receiving a 2021 first round pick and Damian Harris, and Team Fairlife received Josh Allen, the king of my team, and a 2022 second-round pick. Aaron, your prediction. This is a tough the, one. These this are, is a tough one. This is a one. very, I know. very tough It's like, do, were people valuing, like, picks? Were people valuing players? Like, I know, for me, the pick or the trade between Clayton and Tim, where they basically upended their team a little bit, I think I'm going to roll with that. I think, I, mean, the, that, I think the shock value there. That was a big one. I mean, that's what you have to pay to get a young running back like Miles Sanders. You got to give a wide receiver one and Julio Jones. David Johnson at the time wasn't a bum. And, and a 2021 second-round pick. Like, Especially considering this draft class, it's a pretty good one. So that's a lot. So you are, walking, you are locking in the Week 5 Burroughs Best in the Red Rocket trade. Yep. All right, locking it in, ladies and gentlemen. The Leaguey for trade of the year goes to Team Don Perignon and Team Fairlife in the Week 8, including Josh Allen and a first-round pick. And quite frankly, it wasn't even that close. 63% of the vote went to that trade, or seven votes, and all of the other trades got one vote each. So, um, wow, a lot of people liked the Josh Allen acquisition. I actually voted for that as, as well. As did I. Yeah. I. I liked the Josh Allen acquisition. Well, I think it was a fairly even trade as well, I would say, at the time. Like, Josh Allen was good, but he wasn't Josh Allen now. Right. Um, and then Don gets a first-round pick out of it as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to hold on to that first-round pick, but I was like, I'm tired of choosing between Teddy Bridgewater and Matthew Stafford every week. I'm just impatient. And granted, Don has Aaron Rodgers, so good on him. I think it was, a, like you said, a good good trade for both teams. So not, not really ob- any obvious winner there. Um, Don and Team Fairlife, your leaguies are on their way. So now we will move on to the game of the year. This is a big one. This is a big one. Can, Which I, can game... I make a bold prediction? What's that? I think that there will be no votes on anything else but one. Oh, Damn. All right. Well, the winner of the game of the year league. First year nominees were in week two, Team Fairlife defeated Team Uninspired Youth on a CEH catch in overtime that he wins by 0.2 points. So that's a pretty exciting one. In week four, Let Russ Cook took 
or I'm sorry, Team Don Perignon took down Let Russ Cook off of a Tyreek Hill Monday night football fumble that Aaron tried to uh, tried to protest, but unsuccessfully. No but. bueno. <laughs> and then, of course, this is this one's gonna go down history. I mean, in the semifinals of the this league playoffs, Burrow's best loses to Team Uninspired Youth. That will probably go down as the Tim Monday Night Football meltdown. He needed what ten points from Big Ben and somebody else, right? Uh, Eric Ebron, the defense, Steel- the defense. Steelers. Yes, 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 yes. That's all I needed. That is all he needed, <laughs> and he can't do it. Um, that yeah, that one's gonna go down in history. So your prediction is? I think it's not even close. It's gonna be the Tim versus Anthony matchup in the playoffs. You're predicting the sweep. I'm predicting a sweep. I doubt there's even a vote on anything else. All right. Well, there you go. A very emphatic Team Uninspired Youth versus Burroughs best prediction from Aaron. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big one. Everybody loves to win this one. Winner of the Game of the Year League 2020 is Burroughs best and Team Uninspired Youth winning 81.82% of the vote with nine votes. I voted for that one. So did I. Two votes went to Team Fairlife versus Team Uninspired Youth. The week two CEH, CEH catch in OT. I do remember I was standing on the couch down here and like begging CEH to do something, and he did it with like three minutes left, and I might have rubbed Anthony's face in it, but it's fine. I'd be curious to know who voted. I, again, all I see are IP addresses. <laughs> but well, shout, shout out to you for getting two votes. Yeah, thanks, man. But uh, yeah, that one wasn't even really going to be close. Tim was going to win that one every day of the week so team uninspired youth and burrows best your leaguies are on their way tim please keep your league don't throw it out i know it might be have bad bad memories but but keep it because we'll all cherish that moment forever so four more rewards to go first we have the peacekeeper award what is this one you ask the peacekeeper award goes to the guy goes to the league member that moved quietly only really spoke up ever to congratulate people. Nice guy, no trash talking, just a super honest, good guy to be around. Which I guess every league needs him, but like honestly, suck it up, dude. Gosh, come on, have some trash talking. But anyways, the nominees <laughs> for sorry, got on a little rant there. Um, the nominees for the Peacekeeper Award were Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony, Mount Passmore and Steven, and Zach and the Broad Ripple Swim Team. Aaron, who do you think this goes to? I think Anthony. I think Anthony. I I mean, he is very solid dude. I feel like he just doesn't ruffle too many feathers around the league. He kind of just bides his time and makes the championship. <laughs> it's nice to everybody as he's just fucking us on the way to the championship. You bet your sweet bippy he did. Goodness gracious, Anthony. All right. Well, uh, Aaron's prediction is Anthony. I do remember Anthony being the first one to kind of like concede basically and say like great season stretch. I love you. Looking forward to next year. Love you guys. Maybe so a little cute. Emotional. Right, right, right. So that is Aaron's prediction. Anthony is the peacekeeper award. Without further ado, the winner of the peacekeeper league goes to team uninspired youth and Anthony with 54 of the vote, receiving six votes. Mount Passmore in second place, receiving five votes, 45% of the vote. Steven, I guess nobody thinks you're nice. Um, (laughs) You did not get a single vote. I'm sorry, buddy. But, um, yeah, I think we kind of 
predicted that one. Team Uninspired Youth. It was close. Only one by one vote. It's on your way in the mail. I feel like that's like his third or fourth leaguey. Anthony, just cleaning up, man. Yeah, lots of leagueys. Jeez, freaking Time Magazine's going to write about you. All right, the next leaguey we have is the Ought of the Deal Award. Who's the guy that you're just chilling, having a great Tuesday at work, 3 o'clock, you're in the middle of the workday, just like the rest of America, and this guy texts you and is like, hey, man, I don't know if you're busy, but like, let's make a trade. <laughs> or, like, or, or, they, or they text you and they're like, hey, buddy, and you're like, what do you want? Like, no, I'm not going to trade with you. And who, who's this guy? Who's that guy? You know, I have an offer you can't refuse guy. Jeez. And, like, I bet if you were to ask anybody, they could give you the four nominees. <laughs> but, of course, the nominees are Team Fairlife and Chris Let Russ Cook and Aaron Burroughs Bess and Tim, ironically, the three podcast hosts, so that's kind of funny, and Big Ben Revenge Tour and Hayden. Aaron, who do you think gets this award? I just have a sneaky feeling it's me. You think it's, you think it's Aaron? I just I just have yeah. Let Russ cook. I did a decent amount of texting people to like Hey pal. Hey dude. Try and get <laughs> trades going throughout the year and a lot of them didn't materialize cuz people were like, "Sorry, dude." I know. It, it's hard to trade in especially in dynasty I've learned. It's hard to trade. It's hard to trade, but okay, your prediction, you're locking in yourself and let Russ cook the annoying trade guy. The leaguey for the art of the deal goes to Team Fairlife. <laughs> and Chris receiving 54% of the vote. Second place was Let Russ Cook with 36% of the vote. Tim received one vote, and Hayden did not receive any votes. So um, as the winner of that award, I always compliment people that try to start trades. I feel like that's kind of what the makes the league great. Activity, you know, free agency moves, trades, draft pick stuff, all that good stuff. That's what makes the league fun, I think, genuinely, is um, as much – the more activity you have, the better. So I'm going to pat myself on the back because I'm trying to make things happen. You too, Aaron. You can, if you finish second, you know, we're out here. I don't think we I don't think we will ever make a trade together, though. We will not. I just don't think so. Yeah. I just – if you come to me with a trade, I'll be like, okay, what's up? You know too much. I know. I'll be like, okay, what's up? I'll be like, I got to do my research. Like, why do you want this guy so much? Blah, blah, blah. So – all right, but there goes the leaguey for the art of the deal. Goes to Team Fair Life and Chris, your boy. So, two more awards to go, and these awards are going to focus around the pod. What you're listening to right now. We had a great time making this. It's so much fun just to talk about fantasy football and have you guys comment on it. It's awesome. So, um, these last couple are going to revolve around that. The first one is going to be the podcast guest of the year. We had four people on our show this year. We had Zach and the Broad Ripple Swim Team. He was our first one, right? First guest? Oh, yeah. Second guest we had on the show was Steven and Mount Passmore. I remember vividly that his was the debut of the This League theme because he is the author of it. That was electric. And then uh, the third guest we had was Stretch. And then, of course, the fourth guest that came on with Stretch was Anthony for that championship preview, which was awesome. Got a lot of positive feedback on the graphic and the content of that show. So that is good. Aaron, who was your favorite podcast guest? Time to time to pick a favorite. Pick favorites. Do it. Do it. I don't have to. Mount Passmore. <laughs> Steven. Steven that Steven was episode. so electric. I just feel like Steven brought the energy. Dude, he must have drank like four Mountain Dews beforehand. Yeah, maybe even a four loco. Like that <laughs> that guy was just insane. But that's why we love him. It was awesome. All right, Steven, locking it in. Ladies and gentlemen, you all can fight for this award next year. Um, I can't win it. 
Aaron can't win it. Tim can't win it. But all of you can. So you guys should be like beating the crap out of each other trying to win the podcast guest of the year, Leaguey. But this year's Leaguey in 2020 for podcast guest of the year goes to... I have to agree with you, Aaron. It's Steven. It's Mount Passmore. 45% of the vote receiving five votes. Stretch and Anthony tie for second, each receiving three votes or 27% of the vote. Zach, uh, sorry. <laughs> you, t- <laughs> you didn't get a vote. Suck my Zach. You just got to come in and like yell and yell profanities and stuff. Maybe that will get you up there. I don't know. But no, I agree. The, the episode with Steven was just, like you said, electric. Like I'd be talking and he would just say something hilarious and we would derail i think that episode was like an hour and a half long because it was was just a lot of laughing and it was a lot of awesomeness so steven please come on the show again soon we loved you man um so your leaky for podcast guest of the year is on its way now perhaps the moment we've all been waiting for i don't know i was kind of trying to decide which which award to put at the end um but i think everybody can relate to this one right everybody had equal say um, there were a lot of bets that you – or there were a lot of candidates you could have voted for. And, of course, I'm talking about the podcast moment of the year, the last leaguey we are going to be giving out your nominations are the debut of the This League theme. That was awesome. That was great. I remember, like, it was – like, we have a theme song. That's crazy. Like, we have, like, three listeners, but we have a theme song, and that's awesome. So shout-out to Steven. When we first heard that, that was electric. The first DK Metcalf drop. Um, I remember we were up at our kitchen table at that time, and Tim and Aaron's reaction like they wanted to laugh, but they were like, "Uh, maybe I should." Is it safe? Right. I was dying. I thought it was hilarious. Um, and of course, you know, if 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 you've forgotten, big black nigga. It's fine because I'm black, but their reaction every time is awesome. Of course, the first, you win who you win. The first kind of installment of that, I remember I was saying that the whole episode, I think it was the very first episode where we were reviewing games. Um, I, I, was, I wasn't kidding. Like, I was trying to say a word. I was trying to say a phrase, but I just kept saying, you win who you win. And Tim kept laughing at me. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And then I listened back, and I was like, what am I saying? You win who you win? I was supposed to say you win who you, no, you, you, you play who you win. You win who you win. You win who you win. We're sticking with it. So that was a thing. Um, of course, we had the gobble me, bobble me, swallow me, which I will get to more of that later. But that was a nominee. We had, of course, the episode, the episode 13 blooper. Um, if you listen to the end of episode 13, it was at the very end of the episode. <laughs> We're literally like we stop and you just hear like this stream of water. And I'm just like, I'm going to stop because Tim's paying. <laughs> and you just hear a, sorry, in the background. I'm pretty sure it's probably the one where he was downing a whole bottle of Woodford. Um, but, you know, we were waiting. That was also the show. I was very intoxicated. And I was just like, I'm drunk. <laughs> and, and Aaron was like, oh, you're feeling it? I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling it. He's like, art thou feeling it now, Mr. Kratz? <laughs> and I was like, art thou now thou mis- feeling it now mr crap <laughs> yeah you butchered it from that point i was feeling good all right that was awesome that was one of my favorite bloopers that was in there and then the last nominee was the you bet your sweet bippy i did <laughs> that might have got the most like funny response from like the pod like actually listening to that like we laughed for like a good 30 30 seconds or so so um aaron 
your prediction for the podcast moment of the year. We'll be going with. It's a tough one. I think it's got to be the gummy bobby swallowing. Gummy bobby swallowing. It's got to be. <laughs> got to be. That was really funny. That was really funny. All right. Well, the prediction is in from our expert Aaron. The nom or the winner of the podcast moment of the year. Gobble me, bobble me, swallow me. Gobble me, bobble And gobble me, bobble me, swallow me. Get 36% of the vote. Four votes. Second place was the debut of the This League theme. That was awesome. I remember that whole show was electric. Um, and that actually tied for second with the You Bet Your Sweet Bippy I did. And Anthony. And then one vote went to the Art Thou Feeling It Now, Mr. Krabs, which was pretty funny. So um, I, I was going to. I was going to be like an awesome producer, an awesome podcast host, and clip the part where Steven did the gobble me, bobble me, swallow me. I could be wrong, but you all can go back to listen to that episode. I was like, I don't think he said it in the pod, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think the actual pod caught it. I don't know if it was before we started recording, after we started recording. I don't know. But it got four votes, so I'm thinking me, you, Tim, and Steven might have been the ones to vote for that. Could he have said it during... Our draft weekend? I don't think so. I remember him vividly like laying on our couch and like just screaming, "Bobble me, bobble me, swallow me." Yeah, you're right. He was at our house for the pod, but I don't think the pod caught it though, which is awful. Maybe you cut it out or something. Maybe I did. Oh no. Oh, I'm awful. Maybe I did edit it out. Crap. Dang. Okay. Well, I, I'll go. I'll go back and try to find it. I don't know where it could be. But that, if you were there, I guess the ones that you did hear. The debut of this league theme and the you bet your sweet be I did tied for second place. So congrats to Steven. Your league is on its way. And Aaron Hunt. That was your first ever leagues. It's over. It's done. What do we think? Unreal. Can't wait for next year's leagues already. It's going to come before we know it. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Oh, you guys are far too kind. Thank you all for joining us. For the, the, for the 2021 Leagueies, we will be back next year, bigger, better than ever, with better rewards and stuff like that. Love you guys. We're peacing out. Got me, bought me, swallowing. Nice. Thanks for coming to the show. The Leagueies are done, just like that. Can't believe it. Man, what a first great show. Everybody's Leagueies are on their way. You're going to get a nice plaque. That's not really a plaque. It's more so just going to be my love being sent in the mailbox. What's that look like? I don't know. But we're on a budget here. Makes you wonder. We can't, we're can't. we on a budget here. We can't be sending trophies for everybody. All right. So um, we will begin signing off. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, for joining in on the leagueies. It was so much fun. Thank you for your input and voting in the poll. It's only going to get better from here. So, as always, listen to us on the podcast platforms that matter, Spotify and Apple Music. Subscribe, review, share, and as always, from the top rope, elbow out, elbow arched, onto the like button. Just crush it. Just smash it. Just annihilate it. Just obliterate it. Just smush it. Just dilly womp it. Just Batista bomb it. The like button. Do it now. Just follow the instructions and click it. Aggressively. No. <laughs>
And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at this league underscore pod. Email us with comments, suggestions, compliments at this league 2020. That's kind of awkward now. This league 2020 at gmail.com. Maybe we should change better that. Better update that. I know. Better change that. And you might be asking yourself, Chris, like, is this it? Is the, the, does the podcast end now until next season? No. What we got coming for you guys up now. We are going to do a team-by-team breakdown. I'm going to try our best anyways. Team-by-team breakdown of each team before the draft. We hope to have the guys over who represents these teams. Talk about their teams, and we'll go through that and hopefully allow you guys to get to know the guys even better. Um, I think that's kind of where uh, a lot of the camaraderie and the enjoyment of listening to this podcast can come from. If you guys missed that, you're going to regret that. You're gonna get that. Aaron, I'm done talking. Are you done talking? Yeah. Alright, I do have a surprise for you. What? To end the show, I know it only came in second, but to end the show, we are going to play back the first time that we all ever sang the This League theme together. It was episode six, I think, the one with Steven, and we sang the outro, and it was electric, and we were all vibing and loving it. So that's how we're going to sign out. Yeah, I'm scared. It's awesome. You're going to love it. I'm Chris. And I'm Aaron. Love you guys. I'm out. See you soon. Go and get. Follow us, Instagram, Twitter, this league underscore pod. And if you have suggestions, comments, complaints, email us at this league 2020 at gmail.com. That's all I got. Peace. Gonna get. That was a fast one. We usually talk a little bit first and sign out, but we're okay. You said keep it short. Oh, we're keeping it short. Bye bye. Come on, folks. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. That's the live rendition by yours truly. All right.